0: You bring the whiskey And I'll bring the pot You bring the papers And I'll pour the shots It's so good to have good company For all the fucked up habits that i got
1: All right, so we got Brian Kong. Yes, sir. And Mike Medina. That's right. And Paul Navarro.
2: Paul Navarro. All right, well, thanks for coming on the show, man. No, thanks for inviting us. Yes, thanks for having us, man. Excited to be here. Yeah, all all kinds of serendipity has been happening to us lately. Like, wherever we go, like, we're meant to be there. It's magical. Where where has that happened? Like, manifestation. Like, the other day we went to a party in LA and our favorite DJs were playing and we hung out with them. And it was like, whoa, what are the chances of that? We weren't even supposed to go to that party. Um... (laughs) And everything is leading to us and, and manifesting what we're trying to create here. I mean, for, for men or just people like Lost, you know, in California, in the Matrix, you know, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things that we all do. You know, we go binge drinking with the guys on the weekends. Uh, You know, we're taking care of our families, the nine to five. And we're lost daydreaming all the time, like just driving endlessly in Los Angeles or just Orange County or, Sandy wherever we are in California you know it's beautiful I'm not I'm not complaining I love the weather I love the people it's just a little bit lonely here and uh, where did you guys all meet each other um, well I I've known Mike actually since we were in junior high I got him high for the first time
3: <laughs> which is true that's a true
2: story <laughs> where, where was that uh, It was in my house At his mom's house no, yeah. like what what city what state uh, uh, Walnut California Okay. Yeah, so we went to Nogales High School in in uh, West Covina, um, but back then, the weed, it was like Mexican weed, you know, where you have all the, uh, the, the seeds in there, and then you're smoking out of a foil that you made. Dude, I kind of miss that, though. <laughs> <laughs> the high of the foil? I miss that, too. I really miss it. I wasn't even that there, was but a, I miss it. it. It was a
1: good high, actually. Yeah, like, you it was, was just, you're already just good and mellow, though. It wasn't yeah. like, you didn't, like, find yourself. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah. It wasn't too psychedelic back yeah. then.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so um, yeah, so we've been stoned. But no, on and off for like, what, 25 <laughs> years, 30 years? Something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so you're a, a Kali monk then. How does that come, how does the Buddhist monk come
2: into play? Ooh, okay, so um, you know how Latina girls have the quinceanera? Mm-hmm. Asian boys have this thing where you have to become a monk for a month. All of them? Well, the Thai boys. Okay. So I'm actually, my, my folks are from Bangkok, mm-hmm. Thailand. Uh, you know I gotta get into this story Side tangent Go straight to okay, it Whatever So okay, all, okay During the communist revolution Okay when Mao took over China They killed like 50 million people right This is like mm-hmm. during the time The Nazis and all this stuff in in, in in Europe So when Mao took over China The communists are like Okay they found all the rich people And they're like If you're rich We're gonna kill you And take your land So 10 million Chinese capitalists Left, left China And they went to all the other Asian countries They went to Vietnam, They went to Hong Kong. They went to, uh, to Malaysia. And when they got to Malaysia, they, they created Singapore, their own country. And when they went to Thailand, where my parents went, or my grandparents went, uh, the, you know what they did was they took over the economies because they're capitalists. So they called them the Jews of Asia, right? And when they finally got down to uh, Indonesia, they murdered, like, millions of them. It's like, it was like an Asian holocaust. So what we had to do was assimilate. So everybody with light skin in Asia is really Chinese, has Chinese blood. Mm-hmm. But they've taken over the economies of all these other Southeast Asian countries, right? So my family's from there, um, and they, they were part of a monk, of a, of, a, of a temple called the Golden Mountain. So every boy in my family has to go back and become a monk at this temple. It's amazing. So um, I flew back there when I was like 20, 21. You know, when I was a monk, You know what Buddhism actually means do you nope the concept means that if you never want anything then you'll always be happy I like it desire leads to suffering right yes yes but at the same time you can't become anything if you're always giving everything away if you're never having this identity of who you are so you can't actually become a Buddhist monk then Right, <laughs> that's deep. That's deep. <laughs>
1: Sorry, <laughs> well, in my mind the whole time I'm like, when, but when do you start Thai fighting? Oh, okay, the Muay
2: Thai, yeah, yeah, they Muay had, Thai. We did, you know, we did some Muay Thai over there. Um, uh, I we, love Muay Thai. We used thai. to go to the fights. Uh, it's a great workout. Sorry to venture no, away no. from it, but. Um, no. you know, the Buddhism, the Muay Thai, Thailand's full of culture, um, and just that whole concept of not wanting anything. You know, I, I brought that with me my entire life, and it it, it made me somewhat successful. But, you know, in, in a spiritual aspect, Buddhism, I feel as though that's kind of why Asian people, in a way, don't really love themselves. Because you're taught not to love yourself. If it's not about self-love, it's almost the opposite, right? So, in that sense, it's hard to create. But also, the concept of communism kind of comes from that feeling of belonging to the Borg of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you have, to, you have to blend in. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I, I lived with that most of my life. And actually made me kind of a successful businessman because I was always a giver. I always gave, and I'm business grew. Business, you know. I was an actor in Thailand for about three years. I probably did like 100 TV commercials in Asia. It was amazing. Um, and then I came back to America uh, to raise a family. You know, suburbs, white picket fence, 2.5 kids. You know, with the puppy. I thought that was the American dream. Pretty much Uh, um, I was successful I started an insurance business Thriving insurance business Um, And then one day um, You know I've been been drinking With the clients The friends Somebody put something With my drink It's kind of like You got roofied Yeah And it was kind of like A mix of like MDMA Fentanyl All kinds of. Nobody knows Exactly what was in there
1: Wait Wait wait, wait, wait. Yeah Backtrack Okay (laughs) what just all of a sudden you're at a party like i want to know
2: at the, the magic book. castle yeah. i want to okay. know the beginning uh, of it I hollywood hollywood oh you're at the magic place yeah, so I'm, oh. I, I, I'm, a, I'm See, a, i want to hear like okay. the beginning Here's of the story so i'm a member at the magic castle in hollywood and I, I became a member so i could take my clients there i heard it's good date night
3: it's fun it I is heard it's cool it <laughs> is
2: fun but in in a weird way are you still a member no
3: <laughs> after he got fucked I up I don't think he wants to be back
2: everybody used to ask for tickets and stuff they're like yo let me get tickets and I oh, would yeah. send it to them but in a, in a strange way that place is a satanic cult I, I could see that and I didn't understand. I mean, I do magic, too. Like, I have some magic tricks. I'm, I'm a very beginner magician, but I'll still blow your mind if you give me a deck of cards.
3: Like two tricks. Yeah.
2: But those two tricks... <laughs> can you play darts? You, you don't know how many women... You're probably good at darts. Yeah. Nah, I'm okay with darts. <laughs> yeah, okay. Fall for those tricks. So you can't throw the cards? No, no. I can't okay. throw the cards. But um, <laughs> I, I got big hands. You know, I can do all these little one hat cuts and, nice. you know, cool-looking... Okay. Go back. I want to okay. hear what happened.
0: Yeah, that's gnarly.
1: So, um because I actually think I got roofied the other day did you oh, I, for, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get you know that what guys
2: show. are getting roofied just as much as girls are now there's, so you, there's you people out there careful. that are doing it either they're yeah.
1: doing it to roofie a girl or they're doing it just to fuck someone up and that's it yeah, right. and there, we just heard
3: about the story in Medellin that some guy from Fullerton got fucked up over yeah he show. died
2: Yeah, so, I mean, because our new hub is is Medellin. We'll get that into it later. We go to Medellin every two months. That's out in Colombia, right? Right, Colombia.
1: That's how you say it, Medellin. Medellin. Medellin, Medellin.
2: You know, people say Medellin.
1: uh, I kept writing, like, medallion in my (laughs) head every time I looked (laughs) at Uh, it.
2: The Colombians say Medellin. And we try to be cool and sound like the Colombians because they're teaching us everything right now. So, okay, back, back, so four and a half years ago, I'm just a dumbass, you know, suburban American dude drinking binge drinking with my clients and friends and like thinking okay I'm a good person because I'm just taking care of my family and I'm uh, I'm just trapped in the matrix and anyways I can't get into too much detail because there's some legal ramifications okay can you get up to the point like okay
1: it was was actually it was actually it
2: was actually a client one of my clients that did this to me oh okay I understand and it was crazy because um there was about a half a million dollar insurance claim on the line and I own an insurance company so there's a lot of things that happened okay I understand so, so in my mind I, I part of me feels like it was on purpose but um, you know that's the thing your friends can't really your enemies cannot really harm you yeah it's your friends people that you trust that you do business with you're your closest buddy they're the only people that get close enough to you to put poison in your drink literally and spiritually because they're next to you so back then I was such a salesman, I was such a people pleaser, I was so about, you know, you're, you're trying to sell insurance business and I was super successful, but when you're always people pleasing, you're, you're going to get in deep trouble one day because there's no sense of self, there's no boundaries, you know, you can't give, truly give or create from a sense of just people pleasing. So I was just a, a bad salesman with no boundaries. So I get poisoned And I think I'm it's, You know I Barely remember a lot of details But what happened was it pretty much burned a hole through my esophagus My entire liver stopped functioning normally And you know you can live off just 10% of your liver So I would say maybe 80% of it Just got completely seroded And then my small intestine I didn't realize but I had just, just This section of my chest was just a giant scar Just a bloody mass Just trapped here with no circulation so I couldn't really breathe fully. I would be coughing up blood every day. I would be shitting blood. Um, a week passed. So that night, you had no idea? I did. I was high as fuck. Right. I was when you woke up the next day, like, was it an extra hangover? Right. I thought it was, okay, this is an extra hangover. Nothing's that, but I felt like awful. But then it, then it continued. It continued. It was like a hangover that never went away. Right? And then I, I went to the ER. And I kept going back to the ER every week because my blood pressure would jump to 190 over 120, and they couldn't figure it out. They'd be giving me blood pressure medication. Two weeks passed, and I'm still awake. Like, I haven't slept for one second. And I'm not tired. From pain or...? No, so what happened, I didn't realize this at, at the time because I didn't know anything about the human body. I was just a dumb guy, right? <laughs> But ninety percent of your serotonin comes from your gut. Ninety mm-hmm. percent, your feel-good drug, and the, the the hormone that makes you fall asleep. This entire section of my gut was just scar tissue, just dead mass from the poisoning. So I probably had like ten whiskeys in me that night too. I was a heavy drinker back then, right? I, I would pound alcohol like 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 you guys probably do now. <laughs> yeah. So I believe it. So. I had this giant scar In my chest I'm pounding on my chest Saying I can't breathe And two Three weeks have passed And every time I go To the doctor They put me on Ambien the, uh, Xanax And this is the crazy part Wait Wait, wait, wait. Okay They're putting you on Xanax and Ambien All kinds of stuff Cause I even did a sleep test And it's proven Oh you're not sleeping That's and, why they think You're hurting But they're like Oh it's anxiety From what happened to you
1: What the fuck you No, know, Cause this
2: guy After this happened He, he's gone, he fled the country he, I couldn't find him he how, dis- how old were you i was 38 it's it's 38 years old can i ask how you knew which dude it was yeah because okay i'm gonna get into a little bit of it's hard way. not to ask these oh, i know okay, i gotta know like okay what happened was his waiter died of a drug overdose in the restaurant while he was that hit, same night same, no no the, a, year, a prior year and we're the insurance company so we were defending that death Amber went oh. to go see him, he was crying, he was like, I didn't give the, my, the boy the drug, but he actually did, and I didn't, I kinda knew it, but I didn't know it. You know, so it's, it happened, that was a claim, because his waiter died, and the, the last text he sent to his family was, oh, I, this guy, you know, I got the drug from the, from the boss. You know, so he, was, he already has a record of drugging and killing people. Was there a, like, was there a motive or anything? <sighs> like- you no, know, he, he was a very jealous guy. You know, very greedy with money. You know, and in the world of men, I mean, you'll come across a lot of these guys. They're just jealous and they're greedy for money and everybody's trying to win. You know, in the world of men, people will kill each other over, you know, half a million dollars is a lot to people. Mm-hmm. Jail time is scary for people, you know. So I was very naive back then.
1: Yeah, well, it sounds like the modern medicine, the Xanax and the ambient. Right. Did you get on that? Like, did you follow that? No. You, or they just wanted you to take it?
2: So I, well, I took everything they gave me because I needed to sleep. That's what I mean. So you right? started taking it. But it, yes. Did you continue uh, taking it? I did because I was hoping that the Ambien would kick in eventually. But this is the kicker. Ambien di- gnarly. My, my digestive tract isn't working. So I would eat. There's a big scar here. So I'd eat the medicine. and It would just come out. It wouldn't actually process through my bloodstream. So nothing they gave me actually went into my bloodstream. I would be pounding Ambien, pounding Xanax, pounding everything, and I don't feel Your the stomach medicine. acids
1: would fuck it up.
2: Just I don't even think I, I don't even know. I, like some,
0: it's, so that was legit poison. That was not. I mean, there there might right. there were drugs obviously because right. you got
2: high as shit, but there was like shit that there, burned holes. Yeah, you were soft there was something there. Like sometimes I would eat food and I would shit out food. Like it wouldn't, it wasn't digesting. Hmm. So I knew I was fucked. Right. And I started losing weight rapidly, like within, now, okay, it's, imagine being awake for okay, a month and I'm, every human around me, all my friends and family, I'm like, I'm a, I, I didn't sleep. It's been four, and I'm, I'm sounding like a crazy person at this point, my wife, my kids, my best friends, my employees, everyone's like, oh no, don't worry about it. Um, that's impossible. I've I've never heard of that before. Or I've looked on, you found that on daily mail. There's no way that an ecstasy pill could do that to you Mm -hmm. or fentanyl or whatever. Yeah. You know, they don't realize that it could actually kill you, but what happens if you don't die? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's got to fuck up your system. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So this is when the, I get fucking, I just, this is why I still haven't recovered fully emotionally that now six months pass and I'm still awake. I'll be watching my, my family sleep. Like six months you haven't slept? Not for one second. I'm like 150 pounds by this time. And I'm normally 200 pounds six one, right? I've lost 50 pounds in six months. I look, I look like if you push me over, I'll fall over. I'm paleish, like my skin's yellow. But everyone's like, oh, he's, he has a lot of anxiety. At this point I'm seeing psychiatrists every week. And I'm starting to believe that I'm crazy. Because I am getting crazy now, right? Yeah, because you haven't slept. Yeah, sleep deprivation was right. And so every human I'm going to, they're almost scared of me. They're like, oh, he's gonna talk about his sickness again. He's gonna, he won't leave us alone. Hey, state, stop talking about the past. Get over it, right? And I'm getting really angry and resentful. Almost like it almost feels like you know you're driving a boat. Like imagine driving a boat with all your homies on. it. Everybody's partying. So, this time, I mean, I'm still, I was still the boss of the company. You know, we would party all the time. I, would, I was always life at the party, drinking, having a good time. You're driving this boat, and then you fall off the boat. And the boat's still going. Everybody's still partying. Nobody's like trying to throw you a line or save you. They're just like, oh, they're looking, oh, he's changed. He's changed. Like, that was what I, I, I was six months awake. And they don't believe me because they're asleep. <laughs> like nobody can stay awake for that long. So though like, oh we saw you close your eyes for a while. You slept. No, like and I start to not believe like is this happening to me? Is am I going crazy?
1: Yeah, so like are you are you trying to go to sleep at night and then you just can't and then you're up? Like you're insomnia okay, so, in a so, sense, or is okay. it like like that like I okay, have to I okay. have to kinda okay, so gras- it's like, it's like grasp this. it on a on a I, level I, I of I can't even my own. I can't
2: even yawn there's okay. no feeling sleepy I don't even feel sleepy I'm just like I feel like I'm like a hangover still like I'm gonna die like I feel like my, my chest hurts I feel this like I am I feel like throwing up all the time there's a pain here but I can't breathe fully into my chest like I can't you know when you sigh and you're like <sighs> yeah and you and get there's that a, feeling there's yeah. a piece of relief I can't do that because my this vag, it's called the vagus nerve that comes over right here it's mm-hmm. like paralyzed and my diaphragm is like stuck it's just stuck. It's like it's paralyzed, and I can't. i would be pounding on my chest. I'm like, there's something here. And, and it was really traumatizing for my, my, my kids because they were 10 years old. My boy and my daughter was six at the time. And I remember being on my knees screaming and throwing things like a crazy person. Like, I'm dying. I'm dying. Like, just and every day. It was like that. And my, and my wife would just, she'd freak out and run away sometimes. It was so um, debilitating, you know? So anyways, I'm still seeing these psychiatrists, you know, my, my my sister and my parents talking about putting me in a mental institution. Still? No. This is During about, during <laughs> <laughs> like you seem pretty good now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, eight months okay, a year passes. Now I'm really fucked up. I'm just laying there every day staring at the how- ceiling. How old are you now? I'm forty three. Okay. Right So this is five years Yeah So that was 30 So all of 38 I was like a crazy Ass vegetable Right He looked dead Yeah, yeah.
1: Didn't you guys Knew each other for Oh yeah
2: I
3: was, I was there Throughout the whole whole time And how did you feel Yeah I just saw him As like really helpless And Was uh, there any
1: time Where you're like Dude you're fucking losing it
3: uh, No I never felt like He was losing it I felt like he was dying So you were on his side In a sense Yeah
2: definitely But it seems like Other people weren't Yeah Okay. I mean, that's just the nature of the world. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, like, like, all these motherfuckers think, one, they're going to live forever, and two, that family and friends are the only important thing. But you will not, and this is just from living it, when you die, everybody ghosts you, man. And it's not your their fault. They got to move on. They got to raise the kids. They got to run the company. They, they got to do other shit. They got to live. I and mean, then, yeah. sorry to interrupt,
1: but it yeah. is one of my, like, biggest, like, I don't want to say pet peeves, but it's one of the things that bothers me is when someone else tells you or when someone says how they feel and people push it aside. Yeah. Like it's always a sickness. Like bosses or or friends or anyone or even in as men, all of us as men, there's like always someone that goes like, You're fine, push it off. Like, man the fuck up. Yep. Right? Yep. But no one ever fucking actually is in your situation feeling the way you feel and i've i feel like i got to a point early on like from injuries and sports and everything where i realized like no one has done what i did and no one knows how i feel you know and i and i sense it and i got to a point where i was like i'm not gonna do that anymore like if someone says they're sick you're sick i don't give a fuck i don't care if you're lying to me right if you want to tell me you're sick you're sick i got it
2: dude you don't know you don't know until you go through yourself yeah exactly one thousand percent the institution The institution of medicine is designed to tell you, hey, you don't feel that. Mm. That's not how you feel. We have statistics to show you that this is how you feel. Mm -hmm. They'll look at you, these guys in lab coats, whether it's, I I own an insurance company. So I have all the insurance you could get. Went to USC Keck, went to Cedars-Sinai, went to um, UCLA. You still own an insurance company? Yeah. So I went to all of the best doctors and, and facilities in California. Same thing. Guy in a lab coat Looks at me Hmm What drugs Can I possibly deal you right now? You're, exi- you're anxious You're not doing well Let's take a blurry picture Of your body An x-ray Oh you give me $2,000 Let's take a less blurry picture An MRI Oh give me another $2,000 Oh let's take a Less blurry picture A CT scan Does he have cancer? No You're fine Oh you're, 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 you're anxious mm-hmm. um, Go see a psychiatrist And I remember Going to see a psychiatrist. I've seen 30 of them at this point. I remember going to the ER every month because, oh, your blood pressure is dangerously high. Take these blood pressure medications or they'll give me an IV. And I remember this guy, like this psychiatrist coming up to me all sleazy with his hairy chest, with his shirt down. All these people are dying around me. And he's just like, you know, you're smarter than everybody in here. What are you doing in here? You don't belong in here. like trying like all the manipulation in, in that industry of trying to convince you that what you feel isn't what you feel is, it's insane, you know? And I knew I wasn't fucking crazy. I was, I've just been awake for a year, you know? Like there's a difference, coughing blood, shitting blood every day. And I'm like, you're telling me there's something, oh, it could be some kind of Crohn's disease. Like, they're just guessing, mm-hmm. you know? So those MRIs and, and CT scan, none of them showed. You know, it showed something they called an edema, like just like um, flesh, like a watery flesh in my chest. They call it like swollen. It looks like the tissue swollen. They would say, mm-hmm. but they're like that's all. We don't know what it, what it is, you know. And they couldn't pinpoint which area. They did pinpoint. Yeah, they chair. did. They, yeah. they said there's a, 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 a tissue edema. They would call it. But they're like, oh, but it, it's nothing dangerous. It's not going to kill you, mm-hmm. right? So most, I feel like most of these these doctors do not understand how the human body actually functions. They know how to prescribe the medication to mask the symptom of what you're feeling, but they don't know how it functions. And it took me three years to figure that part out. So, to the miracle part. So I was a Buddhist monk, so I, I was very like, my whole life, my family believed in Buddhism. So I didn't understand the concept of a monotheistic God really. Yeah, I did. I do want to know what it takes to become a Buddhist monk. Um, Even though
1: you can't actually become a Bo- no, <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know, no drugs, no alcohol, no women. You have to shave your eyes. I mean, your eyebrows, it's not your eyes. It's do you right have? To, yeah. Do you
1: have to go to a certain yeah. place, or do you yeah. have, So you can shave you just, your head. Can you just do it at your house with your dad? Like, I, like I, I don't know right. any of so this. You know, you and have I'm,
2: to go to a temple that that allows you to. Uh, they call it boat in Thai. Mm-hmm. So when you bought, um you belong to that temple. Is there can you boot out anywhere? If they allow you to. There's a Thai temple in L.A. that will let you boot over okay. there, even if you're a white dude. Oh, yeah. so I could go. You could go, but I you, ha- you to have that. to know somebody, <laughs> and you have to make some kind of donation to the temple, too. Okay. So it's almost like you'll see these movie stars in Asia where like they'll accidentally kill somebody in like a, a drunk driving accident, mm-hmm. and then they'll dedicate their life to the monkhood for a month to get enough credit to somehow not go to the eighth level of hell you know yeah yeah <laughs> so they they have this you know they have their own levels of of hell and heaven and, and things like that they believe in reincarnation okay. right so what we would do is every day you know you have to shave everything all your hair your mm-hmm. eyes and then um your eyebrows keep saying oh, you can't shave your eyes um you wear this robe this gold robe they put on you mm-hmm. and you walk around the neighborhood and people come and they give you like a little I used to have to do this prayer. You want to hear it? I still remember. I it. I definitely want to hear it. So I would come, and the, all the people that came to feed us were the poor people. The rich people never came. It was interesting in every village. So the people that had nothing. Nothing, because they believed. Okay, in my next life.
1: Because they're actually, they're actually
2: they're actually practicing. Yeah, yeah, they're practicing giving.
1: Actually practicing.
2: Yeah. Um, so they would come, and I would hold the bowl, and this prayer I would go. It would goes. It's called power. I would give them this power. It goes. Ukisa wantane pante sapang upada tangama tame pante Anomote Puntang Samina Anomote Puntang Samina Anomote punthang Samina Satu Satu Anu Motami Pla It's
1: beautiful. Thanks. I think Steve actually was saying that they are coming to Carlsbad.
2: Some or some monks are coming to Carlsbad to, right. to do that. And you know what I learned later on is that the uh, the vocal cords, the vagus nerve, when you chant, you're actually vibrating the nerve. Okay. And you can actually heal cells that way. I believe it. But I didn't know how to do that till later. And I've mastered it now. I'll show you guys in a little bit. So how long so you
1: were since you were a kid, young, right? Right. You were Buddhist you were a Buddhist monk until like, at what point did you switch over, I don't know how else to say it, um, like, to Christ? Kind of leave. Well, not, not just to Christ, but just to leave. Uh, <clears throat> like, during the time you were partying and yeah, and starting it, a family, was it, that,
0: were you still a Buddhist monk?
2: Well, no. I mean, at that point, oh, okay. You kind of left, you Well, left you know what? I married, I married a Muslim woman. Okay. And, and in order to marry her, mm-hmm. I actually had to convert to Islam. Okay. So, that was like, I learned about a monotheistic God. Did you find similarities? Very, very much so. Yeah, it's just that it's based on the person. For instance, Mohammed was a warrior. You know, when they kicked him out of Mecca, he went to Medina and started an army and came back and killed everybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? So there is definitely a power to that. Like they believe in having many wives. Mm-hmm. You know, they believe so. You know, if you take care of your first wife, you could have three more so you know they they have that it's about power and being a player you know what I mean they're like Mormon just a little more badass yeah 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 exactly
3: (laughs) (laughs) exactly dude the the, the
2: Mormons know how to party man I gotta say yeah in a different way (laughs) in their own way (laughs) with planets and shit soaking so you know when I look at the the story (laughs) (laughs) you say soaking (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) no worries yeah so the story of Buddha he's the king of the world you know, thousands of years ago. And he sees suffering, so he, he becomes homeless to learn suffering. And his his plight is suffering, meditation, enlightenment. That's his... So you can see the story. It's a story for me of the prophet that's w- what makes you. Mm. It's about giving everything away.
1: I've, I've read into it. I just never feel like I fully understand. Right. Like, I never feel like I've...
2: Well, that's I it. I grasp it enough. Th- that's what it is. Yeah. Imagine you owning everything and giving it away yeah. to learn suffering. And then it's inside out. You don't need the outside world to make you happy. You need to be with you, the present moment, the breath, the, the, the energy. And then you find just pure bliss in not wanting anything. That's that side. When, when okay, I'm going to talk about Christ's story. And this is, well, this is how I found him. Okay. So his story is he used to heal people. He would touch you and heal you. Mm Kind of like Paul healed me or or other guys that would touch me, taught me how my body worked. They would heal me. Chiropractors, acupuncturists, Eastern medicine. He would touch you and heal you. He he would help the blind to see, the lepers to walk. That's his story, right? Mm -hmm. But everyone's like, fuck you. You're helping people. You're not God. We don't believe you. And they murder his ass on a cross. So his story is helping people, suffering, and then resurrection. Mm -hmm. Now the resurrection part is where is where this comes in is because it was April Sunday to April Sunday an entire year I'm, I remember being bedridden. This is the second year now, and my own, by this time I'm fucked up. I'm just a crazy person. I would sit there and stare at the wall for four hours, and I, I could talk to the people, but I'm just they kind of they kind of wrote me off already. He's he's gonna tell the same story again. He keeps saying the same shit over and over again, and then I. My only job was to do my son's hair He's 10 years old this time he come daddy do my hair i go to give him his little fauxhawk And I would just go back And stare at the wall for four hours That was my life And the kids are hunting Easter eggs in the backyard And I'm upstairs like a crazy person <clears throat> So I remember Easter Sunday The Easter Sunday passed And I'm like a whole year passed Of my life And I'm still in the same place But that I had this dream And it was so real You slept I slept for like 30 minutes And I had I <laughs> felt like I, No I did I slept for 30 minutes and I had this, this energy come and enter my body and it was very clear and it said, if you love yourself the way that I love you, I will heal you. And it, I didn't know who it was at the time. It was just this energy and I felt a little bit warm here. And when I woke up to do my son's hair, he actually woke me up, did his hair, I blacked out and I hit my head and I'm bleeding. And my wife comes to check on me. Everyone's like, are you okay, you okay? But when, it, when I come to, I'm not a crazy person anymore. I'm Brian again. And I get up and I'm like, okay, this is my, this is my only chance. So I'm like, I, I'm like, fuck you to everybody. I stop talking to all my friends, my family. Anybody calls me, I'm like, fuck you. Leave me alone. My, do- my doctors, I throw away all the pharmaceutical drugs. And I just start, I go to this, I go to this acupuncturist down the street and he starts injecting, putting needles in me. And then I remember he put a needle. And one time I'm like... (gasps) Have you never done acupuncture before this? And I cough out some blood. What caused you to go do acupuncture? A couple came over and and the husband had Bell Palsy one time on his face. Mm -hmm. And they said, you should try that. Mm -hmm. And then... My my dad swears by it. Right. So, you know, people are coming into my life and trying to heal me now. So this energy is starting to send people to me, like that couple. And then I could breathe a little bit. And then I remember... My blood pressure jumps to 170 over something again and the acupuncturist oh you have to go to the er because he opened something right um wait he said so yeah but our our fourth or fifth session um and then i just start feeling a little bit better and then i go see this chiropractor um dr tedrick johnson in walnut and i remember going in there and he looks at me he's like dude you're, you're what's you're so i told him my story he's like dude you're so compressed something's wrong just by looking at me he pulls my neck and I feel this pop and he crunches every vertebrae like in my spine, like opening up the liver. He's like, your liver area is not working. He crunches me. And then that's, again, cough up all his blood, like chunks of little blood because he opened something. Now blood flow and I'm starting to breathe better and I'm starting to realize, okay, this is a blood flow issue. I didn't even know that the acupuncturists or chiropractors were real, but I, you know, I don't you, know if
1: I feel about the chiropractor. But.
2: Right. But your vertebrae. <laughs> It gets stuck And then once you pop it open The blood's flowing So So one of my um, Employees Who's also one of my best friends from, from high school And junior high Like Mike His He has a brother-in-law Who Worked for the San Diego Padres For 20 years And he's working On these athletes To maximize their bodies Like so they could pitch You know Pitch these balls super fast mm-hmm. They could run it They break their knees That so he could fix them So I go Try him Next And I remember Um when i look when I, when I saw him he's like he's like dude something's wrong like the circulation in the right side of your body this doesn't look right like like almost like he could see energy too so i'm like there's certain guys that could see energy and it is crazy like i i i have certain gifts too which I've, I've manifested now i'm a great manifester but other guys everybody has their weird superpower and his was like he could you know, I didn't know what was gonna happen, but I remember he was like, "Oh man, you had the body of like a fourteen-year-old girl." <laughs> so, <laughs> just the way that I looked, I was so skinny and jacked up. But um, so he started doing these cups, and he would put all these this cupping along my, my nerve, my vagus nerve right here that goes into my organs. You could see this line across my liver. This you would see this line across my liver, right? Um, and he would just do that, like maybe every three days, he would work on this. He would get this butter knife with the blade that's not mm-hmm. sharp, called gristan and go underneath the rib cage Those and start. Hurt. They hurt. Yeah, but the way he does it, this shit, he has magic hands. I use it for my. Uh,
1: <laughs> I use it for my carpal tunnel.
2: Oh, you do. Yeah, we dude, do. Paul. When he does it, you don't feel shit, dude. Bullshit. Bull, no, he, the way he does it, you will not feel right. Watch. You gotta get a session. I mean, me. I, I
1: love the cupping too. Cupping to me is right. like, it's the it's the cracking for me that scares the shit out
2: of me you know what it it's that's that really helps too i, I know you gotta do it, it all it just scares me it does but you gotta do it all me. try it all and see which we you know if you oh i've tried it i just scares the shit oh out you of have tried it yeah, okay. i don't like it no i feel you but i was there, there's so many other aspects of it right and i'm um, i was scared of chiropractors because of the cracking i was scared of acupuncturists and also society's telling you that's not real
1: acupuncture doesn't scare me it's more of the fact that i can't
2: relax myself mm yeah, there's certain cheat points because when you when you hit a nerve it pushes blood into a certain organ or muscle and but the
1: cupping honestly like I swear by cupping I think cupping is amazing no, it, it pulls it's the best
2: hands on deck right here yeah paul yeah and I I, believe it. I didn't realize that it actually pulls the toxins out of your skin right yeah oh no trust me when you when I when you do mine it's black yeah yeah so I'm learning I'm learning a lot and about maybe three so, months into this you know he's trying to help me Maximize a body like an athlete. Like you got to squat heavy weights because you're. When you squat, you pump all the blood from your femur through your testicles into your liver. He's telling you that, yeah. Pop. Oh, and it's, so what happens is when you squat, you're doubling your testosterone levels hmm. because you're, you're all your testosterone's in your nutsack. So you're just making your ass big and strong. And <laughs> yeah. <makes 'Cause, laughs> w- yeah. Watch. Think about it. You, bring that T up. You, imagine squatting like, you know, your body weight. I didn't know that. And you come down and up. You're pumping this blood through your thigh, through your testicles, into your liver. Your liver turns cholesterol into testosterone. Hmm. And when you have high T as a man, everything goes back. Everything. Your muscles, your bones. And I'm, you know, I'm, I've been deteriorating for a year and a half. So I'm like, okay, I'm eating as much food as I possibly can. Trying to digest as much of it as I possibly, can, whatever I could, sticks. Right and now I'm squatting, and now he's putting this cream on me that burns and massaging me. And I don't even know how he would know, but he would literally get his hand under my rib cage and start massaging my liver. It's crazy. One day he gets something in here, and then that I sh- this is gross, but I feel something unlodged that afternoon. And I shit out this bloody, giant blood clot. Like they, a wad? Just a bloody mass. I have pictures of it and all kinds of stuff. But that was what was blocking my small intestine and my liver this entire time. Just giant, bloody scar tissue.
1: Is there any part of you that thinks that, like, whatever you got drugged with, just you might have had something already going on that created
2: a worse problem? <laughs> you know what? I, I drank a lot. And I think that's why I don't touch alcohol anymore because
1: like it was in your li- it was in your liver yeah
2: it, it, my liver wasn't strong enough to to clean that poison out one and two whenever you have a drink it stops the process of your cholesterol turning into su- testosterone for three days okay uh, so i'm looking at a photo of your chest uh
1: show him when was that oh yeah that was was uh, that like early on yeah yeah, so I'm looking at it and your cupping is is dark all the way down Right. that, that chest. I mean, I, if you did it to me right now, i would probably be worse. <laughs> <laughs> that's because my liver enzymes yeah. are high as fuck. They are. But that's gnarly. Right. It's very gnarly. So um, I wish I could show it on YouTube, <laughs> but we have no
2: YouTube. No, I, sh- I should show you the blood clot that... In the in the, in the that toilet, you out? I'll yeah. show it to you later. It's disgusting. It's I, like, I, I the, have to see that. I literally <laughs> bled out of my ass for a month, like like a like a period. Fuck, dude. Because you know this opened up, so I have a wound, and now the flesh is growing back. But this is the kicker. Right when that mass came out of my body, I slept, like really fucking slept that night. I closed my eyes and I slept for like three hours straight, and then the serotonin started growing back. And I was like, oh shit, my gut's working again. I started eating all this kimchi, all these probiotics, Mm -hmm. all this stuff to get the good bacteria. And I get all these protein shakes and I look at what the MMA fighters are drinking and they're drinking this stuff called Thorn that has milk thistle to grow back the liver. So all the nutrients a human body could eat. So now I'm like hungry all the time and I'm sleeping three hours. Now I'm sleeping four straight without waking up. And I'm like, oh, my body's growing back. So, but it's not fast enough because I've been fucked up for a year and a half. And I'm like, I'm still sick, but I'm, I'm grateful. Thank God I'm grateful. Um, so God sent an army of all these motherfuckers <laughs> that have their own X-Men superpowers to come and save me. And I didn't realize it till about even six months later, but that was Christ's. You know, that's Christ's energy. Like that's what he did. He would touch you and heal you, which is what all these guys are doing for me. This chiropractor, this acupuncturist, this major league baseball you know, trainer. Um, you know, my boy Mike. We would do yoga together in the garage. You know, he's stretching me out. You know, um, every week he'd come over. We'd do yoga. We'd heal. We meditate. Um, I, I I started learning these vibrations. You know, I started studying Kundalini Yoga, and I become eight months with a with a school called Seven Chakra Yoga over in Placentia. I get certified to teach Kundalini. Eight months. I remember the first time I went there, I brought all my friends and family, and I started crying because I was still sick as fuck. I was like thank you guys for being here I'm sobbing you know you're was- teaching yoga at this point no I just I was starting to okay but first class I just brought them to do a party hey this is what mm-hmm. I'm gonna go into while I heal cause I'm still not 100% and it, it was I was a wreck still like I would just cry all the time or act weird because you know it's not weird to cry as a man I think it's important especially when you've gone through that kind of trauma you have to release it do you remember that day
3: yeah I remember that day <laughs> He was sick as fuck, and uh, we were in this uh, yoga yoga shala uh, room, temple. And um, I remember the uh, leader of the Kundalini bringing us through a series of chants, uh, breath work, um, all for Brian for, to celebrate his birthday. And um, I just remember looking across the room and, and just seeing him just, just really, really fucked up, sick, thin, pale. And uh, that was the beginning of his like, uh, spiritual journey in terms of uh, diving into self, um, in terms of like meditation and breath work and movement and combining, combining all those facets together.
2: That was three, three years ago now almost, right? So eight months of learning how to teach a breath work to open up this diaphragm that's frozen, right? building up, inhaling, exhaling, pumping the, the lungs open. Still working with Paul every week, getting the blood flow. And then my sister-in-law, she's gotten stem cells before. She's a wrestler. She's a professional. Her and her husband are professional wrestlers. She's actually
3: uh, a professional wrestler, but she's also uh, the ring, the ring announcer girl.
2: For it's It's a a, a
3: Mexican. It's like Lucha Underground. Yeah, Lucha Underground. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, badass.
2: Yeah, she's awesome. amazing woman. Um, She says, "Hey, I know I've gotten stem cells at at a at a." in Medellin in a place called Bioaccelerator. So
1: she went down to Colombia. Yeah. Yes,
2: for I believe her knee, right? Yeah. And then so she says that maybe they could help you. Okay. So I there's I feel as I mean I love Bioaccelerator. Like I feel like they saved my life. You know, like when they injected me with those stems. So I mean, you've done it. I've done it twice. So f- yeah. for me also
1: like I feel like I'm not not utilizing it to its full extent. Right? Because you don't work out. I don't I don't train. That's I, don't, right. I don't I don't I drink you know, right. like why, why, like why until I'm on a point where I'm like That's trying true. to better myself. So for me, in my mindset, until I'm ready to like fully take charge of that and, and be where you are spiritually or whatever it is that has brought to you, you to
2: where you are, I don't feel comfortable doing it. You know, it, that makes sense, man. It, this, is, this is the thing the only real fear in life is fear of death, whether it's an ego death, the end of a relationship or a physical death like I had right most men we're blind man we're like we're walking off a, sh- off a cliff like sheep you know just following what society says society is always wrong being normal we think is what is going to save you like I said binge drinking with the guys every day Yeah. not trying to maximize your body allowing yourself to die because you're like oh like I'm, I'm not important I, I'm, I'm nobody I, I, I'm okay being half the man that I could possibly be yeah but when death actually fucking comes to your doorstep you're gonna like imagine if i dropped you in the middle of the ocean would you tread water for as long as you can or would you just sink to the bottom yeah i get that yeah right we're all treading water right now guys like think about how much more you could drink and party, too, if you were jacked and, and, hands, and just felt great, bro, all the time. I mean, I did feel great one time.
1: <laughs> there was a time, too, though, You can get like,
2: back there.
3: There it's was a time, impossible. too. Like,
1: and like, it's, it brings up the yoga thing. Like I feel like if I can't do yoga every day, like what,
2: what the fuck's wrong with me? You know, a lot of it is I can't do anything alone. I need other men with me. I need, I need a yoga person to work out with. I need, um, I need a trainer to train with at the gym, my buddy. I need somebody to work on, on myself, there's a brotherhood thing here that might be missing. Like, you know, all the sports you were doing, you didn't do them completely alone, did you?
1: No, yeah. And I, and I have the brotherhood. I have people. Right. I got a barber that sits right where you're right. sitting right now.
2: And he talks shit to me every day because I'm a fat piece of shit. Like- <laughs> <laughs> These men saved my life. Like, James is not here, but James Bailey. He's just jacked, little black dude, but he said that has a heart of gold. He would show up at my house every other day, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 530 in the morning for two years. Before we would just do cardio, just calisthenics. Then we got weights in the garage. You know, now I'm squatting like fucking three. I can squat 315 pounds, dude. And I feel like I can do like 20 pull-ups in a row. <laughs> Before, I didn't even know what a squat was. I didn't even know what a pull-up was. I didn't know what the form was. Like, you mm-hmm. need a friend yeah. that is obsessed with whatever that is to be with you. To tr- You're not going to do it. You also need that mindset, though,
1: as well. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Or we do. Someone, you, yeah. the person that's doing has to have that mindset.
0: Dude, Chase, you know what I've been doing is the. Have you heard of the twelve three thirty? No. Okay, so if you can't, I mean, you can't see me. I'm kind of fat, uh, and I tried running again because I wanted to get my cardio back. And I ran into my buddy serendipitously while you're running. So, while no, you're running, I'm at the gym, about to run, right? <laughs> okay, okay. Well, this. So I said to him, I'm like, dude, like you know. He's like, I'm cutting. I'm like, well, I'm constantly cutting. That's just my life. And I told him I was running again. He's like how's that going i'm like fuck it sucks i'm terrible i can barely do a mile he's like you should try the 12 330 so it's you walk on a 12 incline Kay. at three miles an hour mm-hmm. like three on the treadmill for 30 minutes i've done it twice now it's fucking insane and there's like no impact i'm not gonna try that to you. it's i mean yeah. for I'm 12, 30, I, 12, 30. I haven't done it but i, I haven't I, done it so yeah I'll, I'll do that I'll for, do someone, that. for I'll be, someone who's in shape it's not going to be as much of a challenge i'm sure but who cares uh, but it's i mean you can set it at your own pace you could do 12 5,
1: 30. you could do it five
0: is anyone else's ears ring? No. no okay no. it's just me
1: and i lost where we were because your story was way cooler than me no. and Sony being. we're fat. talking
2: about working out and why you don't but you're, you're gonna start again <laughs> dude, you could do paul drinks like a fucking train and he ran six miles today you could do the same thing dude because yeah, pa- you used to be a soccer <laughs> player you, it's, you got it in you man
1: paul would not be able to go beer for beer
2: with me i'm sorry <laughs> oh the, dude, dude I, i'll put a bet on that the night's really? still young yes. yes i got chase i, I got paul <clears throat> all right Let's no do it how much are we? How much are we putting down? How much are we putting? A thousand dollars.
3: Oh, <laughs> he's
1: he's behind me by like what seven point five by by like eight.
3: Paul, did you have any beers at home or drinks at home? Three shots be But Three before shots we left, be mm.
1: they've been drinking shots. It's yeah, it's, it's not going to work. All right. Paul's mm-hmm. like, what are you? One hundred and sixty. Yep. Yeah, right. Damn, <laughs> yeah, you call Steve! What spine. do you think? What do you think? You know them both. I'm 220. He, He's pointing he at Paul. He knows it.
2: They're both pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> they're both pretty. He said they're both pretty good.
1: <laughs> let's not do this. Someone's gonna get hurt. Yeah, okay, so fine. Next
2: time. Next time. We're
1: we're talking about
2: health, guys. <laughs> yeah, we are.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Pound 340s and run ten miles. Oh, no it's possible. <laughs> Paul okay. proves it every day.
1: Okay, let's get to let's get to uh, Columbia. Okay. Yeah. What's it called again? Medellin. Medellin. Right. Medellin. It's, the, it's the city in the mountains. The city is Medellin. Right. And now the resort is called the Garden of Eden. Yes. Now, when I Google that, I, I can't find
2: shit. Well, it's it's a Jewish place. Uh, our buddy, uh, Izzy, so owns it. Um, he's married to this supermodel, and he's like a, a famous DJ over there. Yeah. So, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> what
0: am I doing? Did, Did you, do you
2: hear this story? Yeah. Yeah, so Teva. Teva <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. Uh, is where we, we, I discovered that on the way... My second time, you know, partying and getting stem cells in Medellin, I discovered this place called Teva. Teva, it's called Teva, the Garden of Eden. We brought, you know, we brought the guys, um, our good friends, the last time in August, it wasn't that long ago, Steve rolled, Paul rolled, everybody rolled, so we, we end up in Teva at this place, uh, and they, all these hot Colombians, man, like the girls are like all fourteens. Every Colombian woman, dude, okay, so like an American, okay, an American uh, 7 is like a <laughs> Colombian 14. So no, no, Steve a,
1: wasn't
0: lying. No, no. Yeah, Colombian no, 7 is uh, no, an no,
2: American the That's what I'm trying to say. Yes. A Colombian 7 is like an um, American 14. Like, they're just okay. it's that hot. And they love you. Like, they talk from their root chakra, their sacral chakras. Like, we talk from our throat chakras, which is very, like, standoffish. Like, they'll come up to you and hug you. They want to know you. They're very real, real people. And, um, yeah, so they're beautiful inside and out. And I've never seen so many just amazing souls at one time um coming to greet us you know they, they threw this huge cacao ceremony for us we had a huge party this isn't just at the resort though right this is like out in town this is at the resort yeah at the resort at the resort.
3: At the resort um they like to have a good time yeah and, and they like to show their love through having a good time
2: yeah and then we did do a lot of nature hikes like through the through the forest where i taught yoga to like a group of 40 people it was magical Like imagine hiking through this magical forest For two hours And then there's Just amazing Just trees And we have um, You know All these healers with us Like medicine women Or qigong masters Working on people's bodies um, And then we party In the city We go to this city We have In you know, the cities Medellin is one of the most Amazing cities in the world It's, it's all green It's like imagine Like a, a city With all these Like, like you're in the, But you're in a rainforest Like you'd make a corner And there's a waterfall there you know or and it's just beautiful people. I mean, the men too. Everybody's handsome and, and just hot and just love. It's all love. So, good, every, every place just you good go, people. You know, you're, it's a party and everybody wants to take care of you, and the food's delicious. Um, it's almost like Steve's told me,
1: but it, everything Steve talks about is like that. So, it's like <laughs> <laughs> I, I can,
2: everything's amazing. So I, I can like, imagine that. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> and the crazy part is if you're from California the weather is just like california you would think when you go to south america it's going to be hot and humid and Mm -hmm. sticky like mexico it's not it's just like what's out what's the eight thousand okay that's what it is yeah Yeah, we're in the mountains yeah the good shit the good and so the weather's it never gets too cold never gets too hot the women are all smoking hot 14s 12s 10s like literally i feel like they outnumber the men too you go there and for every one of you it's almost impossible to walk anywhere and not meet three hot women that want to hang out with you and talk to you and just know you and the guys you would think Colombian men are scary because of all you know the Pablo Escobar and and, and, and Narcos gangster shit and those are great shows but it's not like that anymore supposedly the cartel left Medellin 20 years ago and then they went to Sinaloa I mean that's where the distribution is now so all the violence happens in Mexico. And then the, the producer, you know, just like Amazon is a distributor, Netflix is a distributor, mm-hmm. eventually the distributor becomes the king. The guys who actually make the product, they don't get their hands dirty ever again. Mm-hmm. So that's what's kind of happening in Medellin, where it's like a golden era. Like so how, go- d-
1: how did you get introduced to Medellin? Melissa, the, yeah. the, the Melissa. Ring, ring announcer, yeah, she was, luchador, oh, okay. Okay, yeah. so, wrestling girl. You probably brought that up, so, and yeah, I, so, I forget no worries. things. So one
2: of my healers, I got to get this fixed faster because I saw how this scar in my chest that's healing,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and I needed to regenerate. So I go. I remember they they, they do um, they give me the IV, but they also inject me right here, right behind my xiphoid process where this damage is, where your gut is. And I remember the doctor was like, don't move, because if I puncture your pericardium, you're going to have a heart attack and die on the table. So he injects 100 million stem cells into my chest and at first you can't tell that it's working right and I have, do you have the IV too right so, but, I, but they do an injection in your do, chest they do and have you ever see that Captain America movie where uh, they inject them with some serum and yeah, he goes into yeah. the machine he comes out and he's jacked yeah it's how it felt dude like six months later I mean I'm working out every day right but I, I just start growing muscles like my chest starts growing in my, my traps start growing like I'm able to, to squat heavy. I'm, I'm, I'm doing a gang of pull-ups. Like it's, my body is changing. And, and kinky hair. Have, yeah. you, have you done it? <laughs> I have not. No. No. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, this shit is real. I like this juice. I'm going to go back and get some more, and I'm going to bring all the motherfucking homies with me. So I buy a house. I buy a condo in fucking Medellin. <laughs> you know, I, I, you know I, I'm playing crypto. <laughs>
1: they give you drugs, and you're like,
3: I'm going to buy it all. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. I, my Ethereum blows up right? I cash out 150 K by a fucking pad of cash. You know, we, everybody, me, and all my homies became fucking like, like millionaires, bro. During that time. No, I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not, know i am not I'm, maybe I'm your friend now, but I wasn't
2: <laughs> Got to get in the game, man. Yeah, It's the right time. To yeah. Go. So, uh, and I'm running that on Airbnb for like, you know, hundred bucks a day. so I'm making dough on that. So I have a place to stay now when I go. So i am be going back and forth. You know, I'm actually leaving Thursday, in two days to so go get stems again. Hell yeah. I'm going to be there for a month this time. And my boys are going to come to my next retreat, December 3rd to the 10th. You guys should come. So I could show all of this to you. I would be way down. Come.
1: Oh. I do need to get a passport, though.
2: Okay, so... February, February February, or April. Yeah, February 1st, 4th to the 11th the next one. If April 1st is the 8th... The ne- we go every other month. So we'll, we'll take care of you. Can we do ayahuasca? Yeah, we did that. Uh,
3: actually, it's not ayahuasca there. It's Mesca- um, mescaline. mescaline. Mm. But they do have ayahuasca, mm. But they do have it. Yeah. But they're they, they more we focused We've on done mescaline. the medicine
2: experience together. Sorry, I jumped too far ahead. No, <laughs> <laughs> no but we, that's, that's medicine, too. Too psilocybin is medicine mushrooms oh i believe that ayahuasca is medicine actually you know? i have a, I have a client, is medicine yeah
1: a client coming on, on next week and he uh, is a therapist that is uh, actually working with patients that are getting off alcohol and drugs and now he's learning how to use psilocybin to benefit them as well
3: heck yeah yeah, so Me there's too. this there's this medicine woman that we visit in uh, Medellin as as as, a, as a, an offer to our clients that wish to visit her, and um, she has access to ayahuasca and psilocybin, along with like all the
2: native medicines of uh, Colombia. She was um. <laughs> she she was amazing. Sorry guys to interrupt. What was it again? Wait, was it a Colombian fourteen? Is American seven? Like, Wait, what? Was, you you <laughs> correct? <or? laughs>
0: Uh, and <laughs> you thinking about that right now yeah. A
2: Colombian
1: 7 is an
0: American, American 14 Yes
1: yeah. That's what it is So she's a She's
3: an American Dude, 14 Dude they're,
2: they're all Okay Shh. They all are in their own way In their own sex the the they, they talk The that gives you the there's... drugs Yes Mi mama oh, yeah. Mi shit. madre Okay
3: so That's what you call her yeah, Her name mi mi ma- is mi madre mi Everybody ma- refers to her as mi madre Yeah the, They the call her the mother Just Would you
1: do it said?
0: <clears throat> Psychedelics masculine. That's a psychedelic Yeah uh, I have my own past with psychedelics. This I is, love. There's a whole other story. That's yeah. why I'm
1: asking. you, Would you do it? I
0: haven't done them in years, and right. I've I made a lot of progress with them. And then I had a
2: bad experience. You know what? Th- there's no such thing as a bad experience. Yes, I had a life changing experience. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That was because so you're that
0: supposed that to, felt really bad. It's at supposed the time. to release
2: what you're holding. That got on to. you to where you're at now. Yeah. That got
0: me to where I'm at now. So it was it was terrible, but uh, it it helped my life
3: eventually. You learned from it. Grew from learned, it. I can. was
1: I was off my shit for. Uh, Couple years, so I also don't think that people should be doing psychedelics before a certain age.
3: Really, what age is that?
0: I say twenty six when your brain is fully developed. Yeah, Yeah. your brain is fully developed. If I would have waited and had, I mean, I had some of the best, most incredible, beautiful experiences of my life on psychedelics, and ninety five percent of my psychedelic trips were, if not challenging, like they were usually challenging at one point, but just like blissful and at the end, like insightful and beautiful. Um,
2: but that that other percentage was, rocked my shit. I think twenty six is a good age, yeah, for psychedelics, psychedelic yeah. sure. I, I've never heard that, but when I think about me, like at where you actually are, well, yeah, especially in the brain development. That, yeah. That's true, actually. You know, but marijuana, fuck. Imagine not being stoned when you're sixteen. Like, how are you didn't get through life? Yeah, but <laughs> no, like, I know, guy.
1: I know people that like where <laughs> really? they they took it too far, or too with early, with we too? In, in, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and I'm talking yeah. like full. Dude, uh, homies be
3: getting stuck back in the day, bro.
1: Yeah, and there's there's guys that are are uh, schizophrenic. schizophrenic. There are there either. are kids that have gone... Because they were tweaking, the that's THC, why. THC, no drug can cause schizophrenia,
0: but if you have latent schizophrenia in your genes, yes. or if you were eventually going to get schizophrenia, a drug experience can <laughs> Triggers onset
2: it. it. That happened to my best friend when we were in high school. His name was Deepak. Uh, this, we would hang out all the time. This, is he schizophrenic? He is. Yeah. yeah. So what happened was, though, we would get high all the time. about well, marijuana. But my neighbor... Was dealing methamphetamines, mm-hmm. so he started hanging out with him, and they were doing speed every day. But mm-hmm. I'm, in my mind, this is my this is my rule: anything that's natural from from God, a plant, yeah, like marijuana or, or something that makes your heart slow down and relax. Even alcohol, alcohol and marijuana they they calm you down. But any any chemical that makes your heart beat fast, cocaine, cocaine pills, okay. um, methamphetamines, actually. Cocaine's not that bad. It's like really strong coffee. But like methamphetamines, like chemical stuff. That will fuck up your heart. What's and that one you're in? Gonna, you're going you're going to get, get sick.
3: Mescaline? Oh, uh um Yes. rhymes with pussy. <laughs> Wait, is that pink it's stuff? the pink shit. I heard yes. I heard I've you, heard about TC. I've heard I've heard it is really clean. I've heard about TC. I they love it there (laughs) no they love that shit out there he's a toosie hound
0: (laughs) i i regret not getting to try mescaline in my window where i was more uh excited about doing psychedelics right so chase uh from what i've heard about mescaline and i actually what you did was
2: it peyote or was it uh uh san Pedro cactus or what yeah what is it but well, when we went to La- La- Madre she just gave us a like, handful of. we did all kinds of stuff actually we had seven different things So what the yeah. fuck so we went there M- most native native yeah. native, native medicine
3: Why you are there yeah. you
1: guys did it yeah all, like, all night was it like every day a different one no was no. no. all
3: one one experience one what experience. she had this like hut like yeah. this really dope hut oh my god can with, I get with, get, with like get a fireplace and with her her a sa- sa- fireplace her her in the, the middle it's very, very ceremonial
2: all of them at once no we had seven people right with us
3: Okay, so, yeah, we took all those medicines all at once. We did not do mescaline. Okay. Okay, so no one did ayahuasca. No. No one
2: did mescaline we, or we ayahuasca. Just, we, the last thing we ended with was a handful of psilocybin, like five or six mushrooms, like okay. giant ones, and then that's how it ended. But so we did all these was other like things. This just a huge spiritual moment. It's spiritual, right? very, okay. uh, very the, spiritual, very ceremonial. thing called a rappy. rapi Blow this thing up your nose Good. and it yes. burns. Rape. Like, rape. Yeah. And it burns and it cleans out your sinuses. That's just one of them. One That's of them. One of them. We did, they give us and this you could just Oh, like, shit. I may, you could just breathe. Like everything is Dude, super clear. This one thing fucked me up completely. They gave me these eye drops, eye drops. from like so, a toad. So combo? Right was like combo? a toad something. And it burned. Oh, I felt like I had battery acid in my eyes. I was like screaming. I was like, ah, ah. And like it was, they said it was supposed to cure cataracts or some it shit. Yeah, shit. It was like, they're like, fourth day. Or how do you say soft sweat? Wait how do you say sweat? F- Swerth f- And I'm like Why would you give The fucking Asian guy The strong <laughs> one And everybody else Is taking on the easy one I gave him the easy I gave him uh, the easy one They gave me the strongest one Fucking I thought I was gonna go blind So is there, there a- is after- no
1: ayahuasca there no, They have it They but, have it But we
2: didn't do it Yeah so no, one,
1: no one's wants
3: to throw up Well mescaline no. actually uh, we've we okay. heard that so men-
2: ayahuasca is the feminine version and mescaline is the masculine version oh so, so wait, that's really yeah it makes you feel really really sick the mescaline no no yeah, no. no. The ayahuasca makes you really sick oh, yeah, the, ayahuasca. Yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah, the mescaline right. doesn't, me. doesn't make you nauseous at all that's why they like that instead but you get a similar high without the vomiting so mm. mescaline right. cactus, cactus. Ah,
0: so ayahuasca it's not not cactus what is it so ayahuasca, so DMT is dimethyltryptamine, right? Okay. That's what I smoked recently. Ayahuasca, if you were to eat a handful of D- I probably said this on the podcast a couple times. If you were to eat a handful <laughs> of inaudible. DMT, they haven't right? been on, say it again. You have monoamine oxidase in your body, which is an enzyme that breaks down the DMT before it can reach your blood brain barrier. So you could eat a handful of DMT and nothing happens. Really? Ayahuasca is when you mix DMT with a monoamine oxidase inhibitor, an MAOI, which is like, there's drugs you can take from pharmaceuticals that are MAOIs. So that stops the enzyme from breaking it down and it allows you to have an orally active DMT experience. So usually they get plants or vines that have a high concentration of DMT and brew it with a plant that has a monoamine oxidase inhibitor. So like Mm -hmm. cappy vines have a high concentration of DMT. Um, Mimosa hostilis root bark is another plant that has a high concentration. And so that's a tryptamine. Dimethyltryptamine is a tryptamine category very, very molecularly close to psilocybin, which is 4-phosphoroxy and then dimethyltryptamine. DMT and and mushroom psilocybin are very similar. Okay. Whereas uh um what what mescaline is it's a different compound. It's not a tryptamine. It's more of a, it's like an amphetamine analog almost, but it's like a 14 hour it's a long fucking experience. It's long high. Long high and it's kind of an upper, but it is for sure a psychedelic. The way I've been put is like uh m- mushrooms are like a stern father uh, in like the experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ayahuasca is like a, a badass mom, mother ayahuasca, where um, the cactus is like a gentle grandpa mescaline. that holds your hand, mescaline, right, I and see. walks you through the
2: experience. So, okay, I love that 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 analogy and the science behind that. Thank you. Yeah. Now, okay, if mescaline is cactus, what what plant does ayahuasca from? Like
0: mimosa hostilis root bark. There's, I mean, it's DMT's in a lot of plants, but there's some plants that also in frogs. It's a a root bark. No, that's that's five meo DMT. So psilocybin is DMT in that argument. DMT. (laughs) Dimethyltryptamine. Five methoxyl. He's also a rapper and a singer.
1: That right? That's here, that, dude. This here that bars.
0: That. Yo, yo, no. No. <laughs> Last time they asked me to do that, I pulled <laughs> up the chocolate rain beat. <laughs> sorry. I'm not going to do, do it. Sorry, Sody. I'm sorry. Uh, it's okay. It um, bad. Bad. Right. So no. So there's like in the Amazon is like there, the the vine. I believe is like the main like thing that they extract, but it's just essentially a plant that has a high concentration of DMT. Okay. And you could order my
2: an unnamed friend okay. this, ordered. This, this is ayahuasca, right? yes okay so this is my next question yeah okay so they they did offer us when we we do have this experience as well for people that are experienced we will allow you to come and do the ayahuasca or mescaline whatever you want to try why is ayahuasca do you have to throw up every time you take it so it's a purge it's not it doesn't
1: necessarily happen because if you if you take a full dose of mushrooms most people are going to throw up
2: i've never thrown up oh you mean psilocybin seven. No, we didn't throw right? up. Right? So M- eating mushrooms, we ate like five giant ones. We didn't throw up. It's different for every. We, we got really, really high. But what like I'm saying that.
1: is, like major, like majority of people, I feel like there they is, is do an throw expected up. purge on ayahuasca,
0: but
2: it right.
1: doesn't
0: always take place. So you don't always have to throw up. It, you don't always have to. I think a lot of depends on. You're well. It depends a lot. It's already in your my p- mind. Depends on what's in your fucking body. That's what I'm saying. So you're going to, you know, you're going to throw up for sure. Whether it was on your mind or not, you got so much fucking alcohol shit, chicken wings. I hate throwing up.
2: This is what I do know. Like whether it's a good trip or a bad trip, if you're with the group of people that know how to hold space, you're going to be okay. When we were, when we did it, one of the girls we were with lost her shit for like four or five hours. You know, screaming, crying, like almost like all the trauma of her divorce and everything coming out of her and all this pain for four or five hours. And, you know, I've never seen guys hold space for when like my, my boy Mike here and there's my other friend Izzy, they were just holding her and like almost like fatherly. And he so was, he was also, he was there, he was doing it at the yeah, same time. Yeah. We were
1: all, at, yeah, but I can already see him. Like he just got it. Like he's right. just, he's that dude that's going to be like, that's the dude everyone's going to come to and be like. I need you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he just want, you just want to give that dude a hug. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. see him? Yeah. Very yeah. calming.
1: Yeah, dude. Yeah.
0: So yeah, there's there is an expected purge, but it doesn't always happen. And I think it, okay. some of it has to do with I've heard it tastes like fucking shit. I've never had ayahuasca. I heard it tastes so bad
2: though. You know, psilocybin is a safe starter. Um, next, I would say mescaline. I would say we would try ayahuasca last. So, in our retreat, you know, we fly in the Garden of Eden. If you want to get the drugs. Um, for healing medicine we call it you could do mescaline you could do ayahuasca or you could do psilocybin and we will protect you so, so are you part owner of, of the yeah uh, so me and Mike we own yin yang yoga treats. yeah yeah Yeah. <laughs> we run the shit yeah it's our, I yeah. love it yeah
1: it sounds amazing yeah
3: um, and you know it, it's it, mind blowing man it,
1: it is about healing uh, Mike will you tell me tell me something some about it like about Columbia and your experience
3: there yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, it's just a perfect place to 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 really allow yourself to be free, free from um, everything that you're going through here. It's a great opportunity to um, work on 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 self, um, and it's a great opportunity to explore um, all the things that you've been putting aside. So, um, physically, uh, mentally, uh, and spiritually. And Colombia is just a perfect place for it it's a perfect setting for it you know it's it's close enough to home but far enough um, it's a welcoming place uh, great food great people great culture so yeah it, it's just amazing that we, we how we ended up there and, and were able to to um, offer this to other people as well and what
1: brought you personally to get get to that point where you wanted to be a part of something like this
3: yeah I've been I've been uh, I got into yoga about 25 years ago. Had tendonitis in both of my knees, skateboarding, surfing, basketball, running—you name it. Um, early early twenties, had tendonitis in both of my knees, and went through the traditional, um, you know, means of rehabbing my, my knees, and uh, nothing nothing really worked for me. And uh, someone told me, hey, you should you should try some yoga. <laughs> And at that time, I was like, no, oh, fuck that, dude. That shit's gay as fuck. No, 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 <laughs> no offense. <laughs> That's just not something I really wanted to do 20 years ago, you know? Um, but, you know, not being able to do much in life that I, I really wanted to do because of the tendonitis in my knees. Um, by the f- second or third time, someone was like, yeah, you should really look into yoga. I decided to step my ass into a, a yoga room and. <laughs> kid you not man I stepped into my first class and I looked around man and there was fucking 40 chicks in there and I was like oh wow I think I'm in the right place (laughs) (laughs) I think I like this (laughs) yes totally and so uh you know I gave it a go and, and it was a really great instructor that uh pushed pushed my ass because uh you know I'm used to lifting weights and working out heavy and, uh, and she brought my, my, my body to, to a brink of like exhaustion, you know. Fucked and you up. Fuck me up. Yeah. And she was playing really dope music on top of it and really beautiful people around me. And, um, you know, I told myself, you know what? I'm just going to be consistent with it and give myself a good two months to really explore what yoga can do for me and my knees. And um, sure enough, after two months, my, the, the pain in my knees was gone and I was instantly hooked. So 20 years, 25 years later, pain free till, till, till this day, and I do yoga every single day. Uh, so yeah, man, that was kind of my yoga, how I found yoga. Uh, and eventually I started to explore, oh, I just wanted to educate myself more on, on, on the practice of yoga and in terms of like sharing it with others and teaching it, and also just educating myself on, on everything about my body, uh, breath work especially. Um, and then just using it as a, as a, as a tool to uh, deal with my mental health as well. That's what I figured out later actually because initially it was just all physical and uh, I started to realize that uh, it, it really started to help me mentally because I was just really just dealing with a lot over the years and I started to f- I find that my mind was starting to free up and which was a beautiful thing man because I, I, that was just like serendipity to me. And so uh, I just continued on with the practice over the years, man. And then when, and here's, here's where our stories connect with Brian and I. Obviously, we've been friends since high school, but you know he would come to my house. I would offer a, a home practice at my house where people in the community used to come to my house every Wednesday night for yoga, and Brian used to show up. And then when he got really sick, uh, I used to come to his house um, when he, was, he, he wasn't in fuck you mode. He would invite me over. <laughs> fuck all you guys, right? I'm doing this on my own. But I would hit him up and I say, "Hey, let's meditate. Let's do some yoga. Let's stretch. Let's open up." He he couldn't breathe, so he has this little little spot in his garage uh, that was uh, you know where he used to you know he, uh, where he parks his cars, and it was just an oil-stained, fucked-up garage floor, and um, we would we would hop in there and, and, and just start to just breathe, breathe together. And uh, start to uh, incorporate some, some like like just simple stretches, some simple flows to uh, you know stretch out his body, open up his lungs, open up his heart, and uh, that's kind of where the the, the, the journey began um, in terms of us two and then within yoga. And then obviously he told you told you his story earlier about how he started to go into Kundalini yoga, and he he became certified, and he went into his own journey, which is really fucking rad. And that's where our worlds really, really united. And then fast forward to you know everything he told you about Colombia, and mm-hmm. you know we've always had dreams of healing people together through uh, all of our means. And um, we partnered up and decided to you know do this in Colombia. That's awesome. Where uh, where do you practice now? Uh, currently, I, I just self practice. Yes. And then I'll, I'll go to occasional classes here, here and there uh, locally. We, li- we both live in Chino Hills. Deep. So there's a, there's, a, there's a yoga studio called um, Yoga Six. And um, a bunch of our friends work there. So we'll, we'll, we'll go over there and visit them. A few of them are coming with us to Colombia as well. And um, so, yeah, that's where I practice now. But pr- primarily I just go through my own self-practice because I'm just so busy. And um, I just know where to bring my body on my own. I don't need anyone else to like, help me to guide me to where I need to get my body and, right. my, and my mind. Yo, actually, do, I'm, do I'm at prefer, that point in my practice. Do you
1: prefer like at home? Both. By yourself? I both. Like, you know, sometimes
3: you I just don't want to fucking think about you know, it. I just we, wanna, we actually, I want someone
2: to guide me through it. You know? We actually built a yoga studio in my garage. It's decked out with a really? brand new floor mirrors, like yoga feeling. Do you do hot yoga?
3: Yeah, absolutely, oh. man. Yeah, it could be vinyasa. There's other forms too, like you heard of Bikram yoga. Bikram, yeah. yeah. There's different forms of hot yoga because of the heats and.
1: Now, how do you, uh, have either of you tried uh, like cold plunging? And yeah. the Oh, absolutely.
3: Yeah, that the That's crucial. Yeah. Do yeah. yeah. so you do it? Yes. Yeah. Do you yeah. have your own?
2: We do. I actually. Uh, yes, we, uh, we, we. Yeah, I have one. So we'll come over. Um, we we started doing this uh, a couple of years ago. Where I, we had this giant tub that we I got on Amazon. We go to Costco, fill it with like, you know, 20 bags of ice, and we just try to sit in there for 10 minutes, and it's... No, but yeah, man,
3: uh, uh, cold baths, uh, plunges are great, man. I take cold showers every morning. You know, we, we live so far inland that um, the, beaches, the beach isn't like my, my safe haven, and so I'll just drive down to the beach and just do a cold plunge to feel the salt.
1: Yeah, it's not, it's not as cold, but it's going to do the same. same, man. It has to.
3: Does, does the ocean get as low as like 40 degrees? Yeah, no, not huh? here. Ever? Not like here. Low 50s, right? Probably. Not here. Because the true cold pledge is about 40 degrees, right? Yeah. So yeah. Even at no, no.
2: nighttime, the ocean's not that cold? No, no, no. no. no.
1: no it's
3: cold, have. man. I mean, fifties is low 50s is cold. 55, right? not, not, not 55 cold pledge, cold. is
1: very cold. Yes, it's But cold. you're not going to do what you're doing to your body. Have you ever done it, Sidney? No. Would you do it?
2: Yes, <clears <clears <throat> I would definitely do it. Yeah, we just did it um, again, like what? A week ago? Like two, three, weeks. two weeks ago? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I had a like, couple of homies come over again, I don't like doing things by myself. So, <laughs> so I call the guys, Hey, come break some ice. And then, yeah. You know, I mean, it's a, it's a nice bath. Yeah. I've done cryotherapy. Is that oh, similar? Yeah. yeah. It's similar. It's, it's just a, different.
3: It's dry. Variety.
1: That's a
0: dry
3: yeah. cold. Though. Yeah. It's a yeah. dry cold. All okay. Right. So in, in addition to the cold plunge, I think what's really beneficial as well is like the sauna, the heat.
1: Yeah. Dr- yeah. Doing that as well. And right after it too.
3: Right. Um, I, I wish I had, to I wish I the money to do all of it. Yeah, I know me too, man. <laughs> Doing, doing the heat and then jumping into the cold plunge. a uh, super beneficial. Yeah. I like saunas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I love saunas. I sauna today well, for I like think, 25 Oh like yeah. I damn. think we're at a good point. I, I really enjoy this conversation with both of you. Thank you, man. I, uh, yeah, thank you for coming on.
2: No, thank you guys, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. it. I would love for you guys to come to one of our retreats. Oh, I would love it. It's the first week of every other month, so... Roll come, bring your, bring your fan base, bring your friends. You guys come first, though, so you could vibe. Yeah, I'm all about it. I'm down. Okay. Hell yeah, dude.
3: Hell yeah. Get yeah. your passports ready now. Dude, yeah, I got to get on that
2: shit. Yeah, yeah thank- you, you have
3: to. That's the first step. Yeah. Once you do that, you're committed. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you, out. too, man. Yeah, you, you. you have
2: both, uh, both amazing stories, but your story is incredible. It's, it's <laughs> incredible. <laughs> thank you, brother. I appreciate yeah. it. You know, I, I wish there was a roadmap when I was sick of how to survive. This mm-hmm. is what I'm trying to do. to to my boys like this is how you not die so if anybody's listening that is fucking sick as fuck and has nowhere to go like call call you guys call these guys and we will walk you through like i almost killed myself like three times because i didn't sleep like it's like a crucifixion man when you don't sleep for a year like any and people you know when you see crazy people talking to themselves down the street like i kind of know what that feels like like they you get to a place where you can't come back from and but i feel like i could bring those guys back So if anybody listening is sick or or is thinking about ending their life or or just can't, they think they're not going to make it, I promise you that if you focus, you find God inside, outside of you, and you envision your future self jacked, healthy, sleeping, in love again, or glowing, you will get there one day.
3: And we have the magic path to get there. Thank you, I appreciate it. Thank you, guys.
0: bring the papers and I'll pour the shots. It's so good to have good company for all the fucked up habits that I've got.